to entertain you on a giant screen with the two colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's please pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Presentation. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Drive-In Speaker Box. It's March 7th, 2022. You're tuned in. I'm your host, the Boom Operator. And I am the Grip. What? Oh, my gosh. He's back. He's back, the man behind the mask. You remember Remember that that was like Jason Jason 75 or something? Do you remember? I don't. You didn't know. watch any of the, the Friday the 13th because you don't like scary movies? I don't like scary but movies. But you like Jason? No, no. I mean, no, dude. I like you're Freddy. Over, I like, you were over here saying that you were gonna go like see Nightmare on like Street. Studio Six Six Six. I really wanted to see Murder you Slasher, it, right? like yeah. everything. You were talking about all these horror movies you're gonna, and then now you're coming up here and going, "No, I still don't like scary movies." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like horror as a genre, but I don't like scary movies. How's that? Oh, well, there you go. Well, there you go. In the comments, we already got a lot of people. If you are wanting to join into the chat, you can do so over on our Facebook, our Twitch, or our YouTube. Uh, just look for the Drive-In Speaker Box. Um, we're going to be here with you for the next couple hours. Shout-outs, uh, Cassandra over on YouTube. We got Bottle Rocket on Twitch. We got Vince over on Twitch. Sam on Facebook. McLean over on YouTube. Uh, Shout-outs to everybody that's already in the it's in like the a, chat. Who's who of favorite people? I know. Look at you guys. Thanks for joining us. Um, but, yeah, this this week we're going to be talking about we're gonna be talking about some movies. I did go see Stu... Ooh. Um, I did go see Studio Six Six Six. Nice. Uh, the new, the new um, Foo Fighters picture, and uh, I also went and saw the Batman. Yeah, I which, watched Batman too. So we 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 both independently uh, spent three hours of our life watching the Batman, and we are going to be talking about that with you tonight. Um, yeah, but there was news. There was there was news. There was. Uh, all sorts of things. Uh, Vince says, "My my <laughs> liver." Thanks, Jake, for being That's here. He drinks true. a lot more solo. I don't. I mean, I mean, yeah, now yeah. it's begun. Mm-hmm. And now maybe I'll drink even more. Yeah, because he'll have split time. Yeah, for talking. so you can say words, and then I'll 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 drink during your words. What's that, what's that movie where that guy's like, "Now you say something stupid." <laughs> well, I say that all. This show is that what this is? No. But, yeah. Uh, but anyway, there is some news that has happened. Um, you know, we're not going to cover any any like you know uh, uh, any of that Easter egg crap. I don't like talking about that. Um, you know, I don't know if you saw that the that Disney is wanting to do even more Muppet spinoffs, which I did not anticipate because a lot of the Muppet content just wasn't bringing in a lot of viewers. Haven't the last couple of attempts at the Muppet movie thing just not worked out? Uh, yeah. Um, but you know the crazy thing that 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 they should have done a long time ago is what they're doing now is they are actually doing a spinoff show about the band, the Electric May or Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem are getting their own freaking show, Doctor Teeth, Doctor Teeth. Yeah, but a complete show dedicated to them. Well, I mean, what if they're like going on tour and it's like Tenacious D or something where they're like they're traveling around and doing different gigs and then crazy shit ensues and it's like and then you know there's like I don't know groupies and um I don't know I think it'd be fun Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem like that just what? sounds like a rad show maybe if it was the uh pre-Disney Muppets yeah I don't know. I, I have I have faith. I think it'll be okay. But I, I read that and I thought that was kind of fun. Um, let's see. What else did I read that I that I thought was kind of interesting? Um, I don't have my news tab, my notes tab open. Uh, a lot of a lot of you know. Did you hear that Colin Farrell signed on to do a Penguin uh, HBO Max spinoff? Yeah, and it's about his rise to power. So I watched an interview with him where they talked about that before going and watching the Batman, and now. I mean, is it a spoiler to say? I mean, uh, no, it's there's no. They don't. You Batman can't doesn't spoil, kill, so there's no dead. You, there's no dead enemies. You can't spoil uh, Batman. So is it before? At all. Or, we all know what happens. Is it before or after the movie? The Batmobile broke its wheel, <laughs> and is, the Joker got away. Is it? Is it Penguin rise to power 
to where he was in the movie, or is it a rise to power after the events of the movie? I think it's probably, probably after. after the events, yeah. you know, uh, and that, that'll get into our review he's of gonna, the Batman. He's going to take over the iceberg lounge and become like the penguin or something. But 44 Below was like a reference to, to, to Mr. Freeze, right? Wouldn't it be? No. Isn't that absolute Pen- zero? Pen- no, Penguin always had the, uh, the iceberg But he has lounge. the iceberg that's lounge. Hangout. Yeah, that's his hangout. There was, you know, there was, well, we're not going to. We'll 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 get to we'll get to the Batman uh, before we we, we got to get all this news. Did you see? Um, I don't play this game. I don't play a whole lot of video games. Um, but God of War getting a live action TV series. How's it going to uh, work at Amazon Prime? I don't know. How's it going to work? It's I just... don't even know what God of War really is about. I know it's oh, a bald dude. guy with a with a stripe eye. Yeah, he's the ghost of Sparta. That's the, the whole thing. He was he, uh, Ares. Like a, he's a ghost of a, a whole region. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the whole thing is does he fr- kick people in the chest? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the thing in the first game is that uh, Ares came to him and like uh, gave him power, and him and his soldiers were like basically invincible and stuff. But then he became fogged by the cloud of war and ended up killing all of his friends and his family. Mm-hmm. And he attacked the city, uh, and he the clouds came clear afterward, and he realized that Ares had tricked him because Ares is a wicked god. Uh, and he's like, I swear vengeance on the gods, and we kill Ares. And so the whole first game is him getting vengeance. Uh, on Ares, there's a whole game that's like the flashbacks before, uh, and then. But the main series is him just wreaking revenge on the Greek pantheon, and he's like, "No, nah, y'all are done. I've had it." And he uh, becomes friends with the Titans slash not friends with the Titans. How do you become uh, friends with the Titans? Aren't because they just, like, he's like, "You want to kill the Greek gods? I want to kill the okay, Greek gods." And right. they're like, "You got it, bud. Team up." Uh, but then some of them are are turds, and so they just duke it out because in god of war he just kills everyone including kevin sorbo hercules he kills kevin sorbo well hercules is a real butthead when he encounters him i mean kevin sorbo's a real butthead (laughs) i guess politically yeah but uh i've had a friend that's met him and said he's a really cool guy but it was years ago no not anymore Uh, not anymore not anymore on uh set of god's not dead 2 or whatever which was uh, shot here in arkansas for those of you that don't know he did the voice of hercules in the god of war 3 which is super rad uh, and then after he uh, kills and destroys the entire uh, entirety of all of the Greek gods, the new game is that he moved on and he's moved he's into... He's just got more gods to kill. Norse mythology, yeah. And so people come and start stuff with him and he has to start taking out all the Norse gods now too. Because it turns out Thor and his kids are a bunch of turds. Yeah, dude. So he gets all involved in Ragnarok and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And uh, spoiler on a game that's been out for like three or four years now, which it doesn't seem that long. Uh, his kid is Loki, uh-huh. so he's raising Loki, and yeah, it's. I mean, it, and then there's the MCU crossover. <laughs> yeah, they've uh, they've announced the second game coming out and kind of had like a little teaser trailer or whatever. So, but God of War is super rad. I don't know how it's going to work as a TV gonna, show. I don't think any mo- most of these games. It'll probably work better than the Twisted Metal work. show that's coming oh, out. Oh God! Eye roll groan. Um, hey, what's up? Shoutouts to Jay over on Facebook getting a chance to watch his live. Vince, I was only 400 degrees off from absolute zero. That's close enough. I, I you know, my chemistry is a little rusty. Well, Sam came um, in. No more sub-zero. No more Just sub-zero. Just regular zero. Regular plain old zero. Um, I, it's video game movies, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but a, a show about, like, gods and things like that uh, that I do like. Uh, Good Omens just wrapped filming. Um, so Amazon Prime, I don't know if you guys saw season one. I tried to. I thought it was pretty fun. I thought it was good. I thought it was a, you know, a, a lighthearted comedy about religious events and, you know, um, gods and demons. That's always kind of fun. Um Hey, well, you don't like it. What do you, what do you, what do you need? Did you see the Halo trailer? Which one? I don't know. I saw one in the theater. I don't keep up with a whole lot of videos. Yeah, Halo is one thing that uh, I uh, on the initial trailers, I was like, yes, that's Master Chief. This looks rad. And then they came out with one of the latest trailers, and it turns out that it's, it has nothing to do with the games at all, and they're redoing how they come across the Halos, what so the you, Halos you are know for. It's gonna be gr- you know it's going to suck. It's going to suck. And every fan of the game is like, dude, it's laid out for you already. There's tons of novels, comics, and video games that all intertwine, just like old Star Wars. Like There's there's so many different forms of media out there that tell the, the story. And they all agree with each other and make it good. And they're like, but what if it was completely different and doesn't make sense? And everyone's like, no. Why would you do that? 
I don't know. It's more than just seeing Master Chief shoot stuff. Uh, well, so. that's not what a studio executive is going to say. They go, dude, that guy looks rad. He has a gun. Let's make him shoot stuff. Well, there's all this science and world and guns and, you know, so we'll green lit. We'll see how these video game adaptations go. But I don't have high hopes. Um, but speaking of uh, sequels and adaptations and expanded universe, going you know back to the Batman, uh, they're already wanting you know tons of sequels. Uh, that's that's where we are. We're going to see a lot of a lot of sequels coming out. Um, so get ready for that. And uh, Kevin Smith's launching a comic book uh, with his film character, so maybe he can go super meta. He's going to do a comic book, and then he can do another comic book movie series. Is it about- Blunt Man and Chronic? Uh, it's just a whole bunch of his characters. It's just like Kevin, the Kevin Smith verse, the comic. I don't know. Totally mm-hmm. crazy. Um, shout outs to Tyler. Um, uh, yeah. Pointing out that there's just a, like a trailblazer or a Tahoe or whatever it is parked in the background. Uh, cause it got turned into a meme. It's like, okay, so you're telling me that hundreds of years in the future on a planet. Like, that was a proto warhog. <laughs> like yeah. light years from earth. There's just like a. 2000 model Tahoe sitting in the background. Well, what was it? Uh, you know, everybody loves a good continuity error. And I think it was one of the Lord of the Rings films. I don't know if it's the first one or second, uh, Twin Towers or Two Towers or the other towers, whatever it is. And um, you can see like a the car highway. driving, and then you can see Gandalf's like swatch. Only um, in the original theatrical version, it was. Fixed. Oh, they, you know, the, the moment it hits the internet or the, the the audience sphere, it's just like, oh shit, we gotta fix this. Because I remember that being a trivia, and uh, when you would sit down in the movie theater, and they still had like the old slides, <laughs> like it was like the real like the disc slides mm-hmm. that you would slide in, like the little uh, plates. Uh, and it was like, did you know in Lord of the Rings you can see a car in the background like, uh-huh. when they're leaving the Shire? And I was like, what? And I went home and watched it, and I was like, it's not there. Nope, nope. Well, it's like, you know, there's a lot of famous continuity errors we've talked about on this show for years. And, you know, there's the, the famous, like, stormtrooper hitting his head on the door in the Death Star. Uh, there's the, and the uh, bouncy boulders from uh, when Samson is tearing down the oh, Coliseum on top of lot, all the Philistines and the rocks bounce. And there's stuff. a lot of, well, the, like, the floating boulders in the Goonies, speaking yeah, of the Goonies, yeah. where they go, they hit the water and go float. And then, uh, you know, one of my favorites is the Teen Wolf penis. Um, where they? So, but it's not a penis. Yeah, it's just a, it's a dude with down his, a fly. Down. Yeah, he's got his yeah. pants undone. Um, They've never edited that out of the movie because they can't. They can't do it. It's it's a critical could, scene. They could like digitally touch they could it. Go up, back and digital, but they'd have but, to erase his arms reaching down to zip it and all that stuff. It's just so much. And and the, the ghost in uh, three men and a baby. You know. Yeah. Um, or the kid tapping his pants and doing the come here and back to the future <laughs> that is one of the weirdest weirdest scenes and well i went and you know i saw uncharted i reviewed it a couple episodes ago and does tom holland do that he, he taps his <laughs> penis and then no uh i mean he should have there's so many continuity <laughs> uh, continuity errors in that movie completely it's like you know uh here let me see if i can like pretend one where i go hey cheers jake and then you know, this happens, and I take a sip, and it's a different cup. There's like so oh, yeah. many, so many things. The like Starbucks that. cup in Game of Thrones. Uh, Tyler says Amir drops the sword in two towers. Uh, in Lord of the Rings, there's several scenes where you can see, yeah, the rubber uh, swords, like the when they're wearing the rubber sword on their hip, and it's <laughs> it's flapping, 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 yeah. flapping. Uh, but continuity errors are fun, man. You know, I mean, like people that get all bent out of shape. I mean, it's, it's, it, that it should be a fun game. Don't like, don't be so angry at the film because it was a starbucks cup in the background of uh whatever um game of thrones but anyway um what other i mean we should probably just jump into reviews because i know we're going to be talking about batman a lot and i know i want to talk about uh there's a lot of stuff i want to talk about um with uh studio 666 what if we just have nothing to talk about about batman it's like batman we saw it next (laughs) um let's let me jump into what's coming out in theaters this week um you know we'll we'll keep the news segment pretty damn short because uh we got we got a lot of a lot of reviewing to do uh not a lot of stuff coming out this week you know um they're uh, in in wide release. There's something called Tyson's Run. It looks terrible. And off season um, also looks very small. Release. Uh, it's about um, a mysterious letter and a woman traveling to a desolate desolate island town soon becomes trapped in a nightmare. 
and it looks pretty boring. Um, looks like Batman's going to keep getting to make big money. Yes, and that is something that um, I don't think I ever. I, I, I don't think I talked about it last week. Um, but oh, also before I jump into that, everything, everywhere, all at once is getting limited release this week. Hopefully, it's going to get wide release pretty soon. I know our the Springfield, Missouri, Alamo Draft House is getting it not this week, but next, and can't wait to see this movie. Um, but you know, the thing with movies like Batman, and the reason that movies don't come out around these other movies, and one of the reasons, like, I don't necessarily think that we need to have these three-hour-long comic book epics, that, you know, going back to something that we said in previous shows about movies that, there's a difference between movies that we want to see and movies that we feel like we have to, mm. and movies like The Batman are are in that, that latter camp where we feel like we have to watch these films, and, you know, just to be a part of relevant, you know, social everything and um sam said i had a man bun when the show started i had a man bun. that ever happen? i don't know my hair's never been that long um but you know the problem with with three hour long movies is they you know seeing studio 666 i had to go see it at the amc on a sunday at 9 30 it was the only time they only had one showing of it because they, every el- every other screen had the Batman in it, and they're like, "Well, it's because it's a popular movie, guy." And it's like, "No, it's it's more than that. It's it, they're contractually obligated to have a number of showings of this movie and sell enough tickets to get Warner Brothers to even allow them to show this movie. You know, movie theaters don't just get to pick what movies they want to see or show. It's not like, hey, you know, let's play Back to the Future three this week. That'd be real great. You know, they can't they can't do. Oh well, uh, Black Panther's co- Black Panther five's coming out. Let's Let's play it. They don't get to just do that. They have to negotiate deals with, you know, all of these studios. And as Disney and Warner Brothers and Sony are rising to power with these big blockbuster movies that we have to see, they start making a lot of demands. I'm like, well, you know you want this movie, so what you going to do for me, pretty girl? And they, uh, and that's how they talk to the theaters. They're real sleazy. Mm. It's Hollywood. Um, oh, Hollywood is sleazy. Hollywood is sleazy. And, uh, you know, with a three-hour movie, so let's say, you know, an hour-and-a-half movie. There's two hour-and-a-half movies in one three-hour movie, right? Okay, we all know math. So if you've got two screens playing an hour-and-a-half movie and you've got four showtimes each, that's a lot. That's twice as many showings that you can show in the same amount of time as the Batman. So they have to kick out all these smaller movies to make room for the Batman, and they're also not going to let them go till like 4 a.m. You know, in the morning where you know, they're going to want to time it out. So the last show will probably be nine o'clock instead of like going to see like a 10:30 or 11 o'clock and be out by midnight. Um, you know, they're having to plan their scheduling around, and that means all of these small cool movies get booted out. And, and 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 I don't like that. I'm not a fan of that. And so these long, huge movies are kind of a problem. Um, and I feel like Hollywood thinks that we want longer movies because we want more bang for our buck. But, dude, it's only $10? Like, come on, dude. You know? But now, it, it, well, you, you've got you've got a... I have, a, I have an idea that I'm going to put out there, and when they use it, I want them to give me dollar bills for it. Sam said... I would have been more inclined to see Batman if it had an intermission like Indian movies do. Because a lot of Indian movies are that three hour, three and a half hour range and they put an intermission in like old movies used to do in the, in Hollywood. Which would benefit the theaters. So what would have been perfect for the Batman is that it went to an intermission and during the intermission it was Riddler symbols on the screen and it had a riddle for you to solve during the intermission. Ooh. And then when you come back, and the answer was it, like popcorn. Yeah, but it's or it's like in the not like the stupid movie slides, but like we were talking about. It's because the answer was always like, "Well, popcorn, of, of course." Yeah, ice then, cold Coca Cola. Yeah, and they're like popcorn available at the concession stand. Idiot, go get some. Um, but instead, it had like the cipher stuff, like the Riddler did at the bottom, and then it was like like matrix matrixy change, and it gave you the answer to it, and it was like something creepy. That related to the movie, and then it goes back into the movie. That would have been cool. Uh, Vince over on Twitch. Dollars, please. Yeah, give me them dollars. Uh, Vince just discovered some of our new emotes over on Twitch. Uh, He got the shake it up emote unlocked. And uh, (laughs) 
the hand cut. We sang cars the other day. <laughs> well, we were shaking it up. You know, it's like Hollywood's got to shake it up. And then yeah. we had the yeah. So yeah, I did yeah. a I did a emo, uh, an icon emoji or whatever the hell it is for it. Nice. Um, but yeah, you know, I think because I mean we're all pretty familiar with like uh, I'm Maria Menounos and welcome to Newbie. And it's like oh god. And she's like I love movies. I'm like no, no, you don't. You love a paycheck. And <laughs> you know, it's like get your phones out for interactive video game for ten seconds. And it's like no, I don't want this. How about you? Was that a thing? That sounds cool. Yeah, it's New V Arcade. You can download. I'm not going to advertise New V Arcade because they're not paying me. Um, but hey, New V Arcade, if you're watching this podcast, uh, dollars, please. please. Um, we, we will put butts in seats. We will download those apps. We will get tens of 15s of downloads for that app. So yeah. look out. Um, Fathom Events. Where's our money? Where's our money? We're, give, give me the monies. Um, anyway, oh, oh, uh, Vince found the, uh, the, 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 the reboot button. And um, boop, um, I made a I made a reboot button. Uh, but anyway, you know, the, like the theater makes their money off the concessions. Everybody knows that, right? But an intermission would be great because more and more people are starting to learn that there's 30 minutes of trailers, so they'll show up 30 minutes late. So they're missing all that advertising. When I went last night to see the Batman, everybody walked into the theater after trailers had well been. Everybody going. knows. Yeah. Everybody knows. So let's shake it up and throw intermissions back into the play. But anyway, so let's let's actually talk about this Batman film. So we we went and saw it, okay? It's taken over all the theaters. It's the only thing you can watch right now. It's, it didn't quite make as much money as Spider-Man No Way Back or Spider-Man well, Empty Wallet or whatever it was. <laughs> but that was like the third one in the series and the fourth or fifth movie with that character. And they brought back the other two Spider-Boys. And everyone was like, well, there's everything. This one is like new, fresh. They're like, check out the Batman, maybe. It's the Batman. I like how, you know, uh, film naming nomenclature is really interesting because there's there's a certain period of time that you can go past and then name a movie the same thing. Like Scream, I think, you know, it's like, okay, enough time has passed where we don't have to call it The Scream or Screaming or or more scream we could just call it scream and we're good and i think it was like 20 i guess 25 years might be the thing who knows mm. but um you know the batman is this this thing that we're supposed to realize is okay this is fresh this is new and and it feels like to me that there is a sort of pendulum of batman that we experience in our lives you know, because Batman really only became a theatrical explosion in 1989 with um, Tim Burton's Batman. It hit the scene, you know, on the 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 wave of blockbusterdom that the 80s helped create. Right? You know, the 80s ushered in this whole concept of of an action blockbuster, and then Tim Burton, you know, dropped this comic book bomb on us, and it was and it was quite literally a movement. You know, this 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 film really took the world by storm. But it seems like every now and again we'll go really dark, really gritty, and then we get a really over the top, insane laser Batman, and then just to course correct we go nope we're gonna go back and get a gritty real batman so we started with a real a ritty a kind of a gritty real batman you know tim burton was dark and gritty even though it was a little over the top but then we got joel schumacher and then joel schumacher was like you guys fuck with nipples like you guys <laughs> like crotch lasers because uh, i do and um got all of that stuff going on and we're like yo okay Stylistically, this is cool, but I'm, I, I'm, ooh, oof, getting a little tired of this. And then, you know, the pendulum swung back, and then we've got, you know, the Christopher Nolan verse. And then Christopher Nolan's like, you want dark and gritty? You want realism? You want no Gotham City at all? You want just Chicago? All right, I'm giving it to you. You know what that city looks like, and here it is. And then we're like, all right, cool, Christopher Nolan, we got it. And then all of a sudden, the pendulum swings back, and I'm like, all right, we had enough gritty. Time for Batfleck. You know, we've got laser things. We got, you know, super people. We got uh, Jason Momoa surfing on a dolphin. We got all this stuff. And then we're like, oh, God, this is a little too much for me. And then now the pendulum is swinging back. And it's going, you want dark and gritty again? Well, we're going to give you Hot Topic Batman. And you know what? Hot Topic. Get out of here, Bruce Wayne. Don't even need you anymore. It's only Batman. That's true. And, I was um, going to mention that. There's a severe lack of Bruce Wayne and when Bruce Wayne does show up they're like oh 
Look at this. He must be Batman. Angsty Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) Angsty Wayne. Well, and so getting into the review of this movie, um, I would say one sentence, I enjoyed it. Mm. Did you enjoy it? It was good. Okay, there you go. There you go. For all those people that are going to be like, I can't even believe these guys said this and this and this about this movie. Sam brings up a good point. Batman Brave and the Bold is the best Batman in the past 20 years, no doubt. Diedrich Bader, one of the top Batman. Seriously? Uh, or wait, you, wait. Is is Batman Mask of the Phantasm older than 20 years? Yes, we're, we're old it. dudes, bro. God dang it, man. Because that that's one of the best theatrical Batman movies, in my opinion, is Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which is the animated series movie. Um, Sam asked, worst scene in the theater? Absolutely. Hmm. 100%. This is a theater movie. Um, it is just very long, so make sure you, you 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 squeeze out every drop before you go into that theater. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a movie that I don't think is really gonna work if it comes on on TV and you're flipping channels and you're like, oh, look at that, the Batman. So Ty- okay, Tyler says he loved that it was mostly Batman and less Bruce, and I have to disagree uh, because it was three hours long. If it was like an hour long and it was just Batman, okay, cool, got it, rad, I get it, but. Bat, let me look. I know you got your, your lip bit. Batman as a character, I think, exists only in the fact that the duality of this person that we see is always juggling the fact that is Batman wearing a Bruce Wayne mask or is Bruce Wayne wearing a Batman mask, and you really get to develop the sense of Batman is an asshole piece of crap human like he's not a good dude and you learn that through the nightwing storyline like dick grayson doesn't like batman you know you've been watching too much titans i've been reading batman comics since i was a kid and you know he's he's not really a good dude and he's just like this rich white guy and uh you know and he's and he's angry and he doesn't know how to get over his parents and you know he has this weird code and he's just he's he's not really a cool dude to hang out with and you know nobody on the justice league likes batman Batman. Uh, Wonder Woman likes Batman. No, they don't. They're Superman all a, and Batman they're are best all, friends. No, they are not. They like when they, when what was the storyline where where all the Justice League finds out Zatanna that Zatanna likes Batman? Well, of course Zatanna likes Batman. Zatanna likes everybody. Um, and she she likes Constantine, who's my dog. But um, but Batman, you know, when they what was the storyline where Batman? Uh, they the the Justice League discovered that Batman had contingency plans on all of them. Yeah, the uh, uh the brother eye stuff, the OMAC yeah. stuff, the uh, uh, uh yeah. And I mean, so, it, granted, a- he saved the day, but they were all like, "Dude, Batman, did you really like? You have this like kill me box that's just sitting there." Ready yeah. To and kill then me, what's but- his explanation? Yeah. He's like, "Any one of you." It can threaten the entire world. You have superpowers, and if and you've been brainwashed countless times. Like, look at you, Superman. How many times has evil taken your body over? And Superman's like, well, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But I and mean, Batman's the, like, you gotta be able to get taken down. He's so like, my what am I? I'm a person. Is Superman or, or Batman is not a superhero? He is a hero, right? No, he's a superhero. He is a detective hero. He's only super because he's rich. No, because he's he's only a superhero because he's Bruce Wayne. And so when you take that away, you're missing a very important element of what makes Batman Batman. And to me, I didn't need to see like him masquerading as a playboy and doing all this kind of stuff. But, you know, even in like the animated series and in the comics, there are avenues that Bruce Wayne's influence and power is able to help him solve these crimes. And I didn't, you know, with all this detective work, because some of my favorite Batman stuff, especially in the animated series, are all centered around the mob stories. And that's why I love that, you know, everyone's like, oh, the Riddler's the bad guy. No, he's not. Falcone's the the bad guy. You know, John Totoro did a great job with this role. But, you know, um, that's a Bruce Wayne world. And there's only one scene, eh, maybe two scenes, in the whole three-hour movie where Bruce Wayne, to get close to Falcone came in as Bruce Wayne because Bruce Wayne does have that ability. And they they just kind of, I don't know. But one of the biggest and best parts about this movie is that for the first time in a Batman movie since uh, friggin' Val Kilmer Batman, you got to see Batman 
performed some friggin' detective work. Oh no, that's like, my favorite part. I actually did agree. some detective stuff. Some, some DC comics, yeah. some detective comics. Named after Batman. Yeah. yeah. So the whole thing, like at the very beginning of the movie, not a spoiler thing, this dude's murdered. And the cops are sitting there. There's like 10 of them in a room. There's 50 of them outside the room. The, you know, this guy's been killed and he's very important. Everyone's like oh, taking pictures and trying to figure it out. And the detectives are looking around. And Batman just glances. He's like, there's a clue. And he just walks over and casually looks at it. And the forensic people are like, how did we miss that? And just start like mm-hmm. taking pictures because Batman's there to be the detective. And I will and say that is my favorite part of this whole movie. Is like, that he's a detective? He's a detective. Yeah. Like seeing Batman hold a freaking flashlight was one of the greatest things I've seen on film. Like him pulling out a flashlight and looking at a clue. I'm like, yes! Yeah. Finding clues, deciphering yeah. clues, putting the puzzle together, uh, trying to stop criminals and and solve crimes that's what batman does yes uh and, and, one, and well bottle rocket uh 5000 on twitch he brings up a good point he says i think we'll get more bruce in the next movies i bet his arc finishes with him embracing the philanthropic side so, of bruce yeah, and that's the an interesting thing, thing about bruce to me is like that's what makes the character interesting to me is because bruce wayne keeps forgetting that he could probably do more as bruce wayne than batman but his dark like vengeance that he carries inside of him makes him want to like punch and kick but he could follow in his father's footsteps and do a lot more for gotham so it's like this balance and hope i hope it goes into that well so this whole movie it says it's year two uh and and one other big praise i'll give this movie is you don't have to watch uh thomas and martha get killed again thank god we know we know (laughs) we're well aware of how it happened uh so there's no there's an origin story but you don't have to sit through it. Well, and, you know, this movie, what I think uh, I applaud this movie with is it understands that we all know who the hell Batman is. We all know what he's doing. We know who Commissioner Gordon is. We don't need a lot of exposition on him. We know, oh, that's Commissioner Gordon. Well, he's not the commissioner yet. So we and we all know because it's we know there's been a hundred thousand of these movies. Yeah. So you don't and, have to watch child bruce wayne watch his parents get shot martha's necklace get ripped and the pearls bounce because every time it's always the same thing mm-hmm. walking out of zorro um you know and you don't have to sit through that which it's just like hey dude here's batman and you're like yep and yep. he's like and instantly the first and he's, thing and he's he's established enough to have like a bad signal and, and the first thing he does yeah. is find a clue and they're like hey this is actual Batman. You're like, yep. But he's not advanced enough to have like as all the, you know, the, the zippity doodah gadgets that the Nolan verse in, invented. And no, and he has know. some, and he's still learning to use them because it opens up, and it's like year two of him being Batman. So you could watch like p- potentially like a year one Batman. There's an animated movie out there for based on the series of year one. You could kind of watch that erase Catwoman from it because this is when they first meet is in this movie. And this is year two Batman when he's still getting into it. So I think the whole thing about the Bruce Wayne deal though, uh, since that's already been pointed out that he's not really as prevalent in this. Uh, and when he is, he's not talking. He's, he's, he's broody and angsty. He's just like, oh, Cause he's, like, uh, he's supposed to be what? Uh, like a 27, yeah, 27, 28, something like that. And uh, so he's still coming into it. And there's scenes with Alfred that he develops. And, and you can see that that spark of like, I need to be more Bruce Wayne and less Batman. Or I need to figure this kind of thing out. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it'll work. You out. actually got to see eye makeup on Batman, too, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. Um, I think, you know, uh, the, the casting, people ask me this uh, a lot. They've, they've been saying, well, what did you think about the cast? And <laughs> Hold on. What? Bottle Rocket said it would have been June of 2001. The Wayne family could have very well been walking out of Fast and Furious. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Can like, you just imagine just like and little like, Bruce Did you Wayne? see that car? And it was going bow, bow. And then she why did she wear her like Sunday best to Fast and Furious? Um <laughs> That would be. I don't know, but the, the the casting to this movie I thought was was pretty well thought out. Colin Farrell as the Penguin was was incredible. I thought that you know he it was a transformative performance, something that that I really like to look for in in Hollywood actors. You know, kind of a la Gary Oldman, where you you watch someone playing a role and you forget that it's them. Like I kept forgetting that it was Colin Farrell the whole time. Uh, John Turturro, I think. 
playing Falcone was 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 great. He didn't go over it, the top with it. No, it makes up for all the times he was in Transformers. So yes, yeah, one hundred percent. He you know uh, he was great as that. Paul Dano, I think you know Paul Dano is a is a very talented guy that you don't see a whole lot of, and um, he's just. He's just kind of a creep in general, so I thought that that was like spot on. Jeffrey Wright, I love watching Jeffrey Wright in just about everything, even though he's Jeffrey Wright in just about everything. But um, his gritty Jim Gordon, like, yeah, talking low. He was like a Key and Peele skit. You know what I'm talking about? Like when, uh, when like, how'd that go again? <laughs> but you know how like Jordan Peele would yeah. do. Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, you know how like we Jordan got, Peele would clues. play characters that would that would have like that voice. Step off the bat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let him work. Yeah, yeah. When they're all like, "Hey, we got him in the station, and he's in custody." He's like, "Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> Let him do his work." Yeah, back off the bat. We're all good cops here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So the way he talked seemed like a Key and Peele skit to me a little bit because he seemed like one of the Jordan Peele's. But characters. Jeffrey Wright is so much fun. He's I know so cool. it was good. It was good, but at the same time, he was just like clues, huh? <laughs> Solving. You got some more of them clues. Yeah. <laughs> Solving crimes. I thought it was going to be you up here. It's just you that I trust. You're the bat finding the clues. <laughs> um, but it's then, Blue's Clues, baby. And he pulls out his Blue's I'm a, Clues. I'll put them in my notebook. That's the first clue. Notebook. Notebook. And he has like the green crown. <laughs> like, We're going to find another paw print. That's his third clue. It's the green crown. Hey, Batman, now what do we do? And then, and then Rob Pat's like, We're going to think. Think think <laughs> and he gives the Wayne Manor and hops in the big chair yeah <laughs> oh god I like how we're entertained by this uh hope you guys are as well but but Rob Pat you know again I thought this was an incredibly emo performance that that got a little too emo for me in times um you know because where he's like punching all these people out and doing these things he's like all right and they go who are you and he goes I'm Vengeance I expected the I expected the cops or the bad guys to be like what and he goes I'm vengeance. I was like what? <laughs> I'm vengeance. The dude said he's vengeance. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, I heard him. No, yeah, you're you know, under arrest. Jim he was Gordon. just you know it, it feels like the pendulum swing with Christopher Christopher Nolan's Batman, where you know it's just like <laughs> Joker, you know, and then you've got uh, you've got Rob Pat going. And it just doesn't. I don't. I don't it was good. I I could I, hear him. It was, I think it was fine. Like in the whole vengeance thing was sick because that was the clip they released before go before the movie came out. They're like, "You want to peek at Batman?" And it was like that guy walks up to him to slug him, and Batman just beats him mercilessly because there's 20 other guys, and he's like, "You want to see what's gonna happen to you if you mess with the Bat?" And he just beats that dude down. It was sick. Uh, Andy Circus was really good. I like that they made Alfred smart. I wish they would have made him like more. SAS super badass like uh, Earth One Batman where Alfred's just legitimate SAS beat you up guy. So I had a question about the um, the the guy that is uh, in S- Titans season three. His name is Jay Lacurgo. He's an actor that plays Tim Drake in Titans, and he is in the Batman for a very long scene and he is credited as train gang young member and he has gets a lot of screen time and I don't I don't know if this was filmed before or after him being cast in Titans but did you did you catch that I haven't made it through Titan season three yet, and I, so okay. I watched episode one or two when it first released, and then I I had something come up in life, and I put on so, pause. I need to watch it. So I let guess. me ask you if you remember this character at the very beginning of the movie where he's fighting like the clown guys, you know, the yeah, clown the face. dude with the half, with the half, the one person that gets to have half his so face out. He stood out enough to where you recognize him. Yeah, as a character, I mean it's like right? right at the beginning of the movie, yeah. and he's but like, he, you remembered that character, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's Tim Drake in Titans. That's the guy that plays Tim Drake in Titans. I mean, come on. Yeah, but they can't have him be that old and Batman be that young and him still be Tim Drake. I did that. Well, that's what I. I mean, when we're getting into these weird multi, like that's what I don't understand. Like, is this going to be a multiverse thing? Is this a flashpoint going to make this Tim Drake? Like, what are they doing? What's going on? Like, it feels no. 
Because there's no way that Tim Drake can be like the same they age could as Batman. Have, could, they could have been like, hey, dude, you can't get this role because you're literally Robin in this other movie. Like, you can't. What? It was weird. It was weird. Maybe it's there for the fans. Uh, Be Creative says, why do Battinson and Gordon both speak in a whisper for the whole movie? Like, and that's kind of what I was talking about. Well, and They're the, like, hey, you, got the, you like these clues? The thing about it, too, is when he's Batman and when he's Bruce Wayne, there's people that encounter him in both forms. And he says the same thing in the same voice to him. And not one person's like, ah, hold on, like two two days ago, the same guy with the same voice said something before he punched me in the face. Huh. Is, is that huh. you? Yeah. Well, so because the whole movie takes place within a week, it does. Yeah. And well, anyway, going back to you know the Riddler, I liked it that the Riddler wasn't the end all be all. I liked that it had. Um, was he not? I mean, he kind of. I mean, it was. It was. It was all about taking down the mob. It was all about the the crime and corruption yeah, in Gotham. But even after that, the Riddler. Well, yeah, but they had to. They had to make a spectacle, like the third act spectacle, which makes a Batman movie. I think that that was just. I, I honestly, I felt that the whole stadium thing was a little bit forced. It kind of felt like, oh, we have to have a big bad showdown, um, you know, just because you know for the people that paid for the tickets and have the popcorn. Um, I think we could have done without that whole scene and it would have been just fine. Um, you know, and I, I definitely could have done without that Joker cameo. I thought that was just com- like, we Whoa, get it. Oh, spoilers. There's no guys. spoilers. We know Joker exists. <laughs> it's like, one of the, that's the one thing that could have been left out. As soon as the movie was done, I, I was like, really? They just always have to just wedge him right in well, there. It could be like a clock like, king or a king tut or a Mr. calendar Freeze man or counter man. some other like weird reference like a, the joker come on you guys aren't even trying like like you know poison ivy do something yeah the, that, the, that was something my girlfriend and i talked about after it was like yeah uh, <sighs> poison ivy needs to show up and and be better than she was uh have a real bane instead of just hulk bane or yeah. not uh luchador bane have real drug dealer luchador bane please uh, or bring Azriel in or something at some point. Just yeah. literally anybody but Joker. There's so many, so many. They could have done a, even you know a different take on Rachel Ghoul because the Christopher exactly. Nolan. That was something I thought. I was like, bring in. He's like, oh, detective. Like, yeah, yeah. Like Rachel Ghoul, I thought didn't get. I, I didn't like the Nolan Rachel Ghoul. Oh, hey, hey, take that back. I mean, just because it was Liam Neeson and you're biased. It was Liam Neeson and Ken Watanabe. Ken Watanabe was a good, but Ken Watanabe was not Rachel Ghoul. He was That's just an saying. Asian dude that he was fake Rach. Yeah, but th- that vulgar. Oh, um. Anyway, um. Yeah, Tyler said that the Joker cameo made his eyes roll as well. And Adam says he wished he hadn't watched the trailer. All the tightest. Yeah, you just don't watch the trailer. You know it's gonna be Batman. Uh, Bottle Rocket asks, did Batman shoot up with Bane juice at the end, or was that just Ooh, adrenaline? Another. Another deep cut, a little, yeah. a little deep, deep comic cut. You okay, know. if you don't want spoilers and stuff, earmuffs, three, two, one. Hey, I wondered the same thing because I saw him do that and I was like, is that going to be Venom? Because uh, Wayne earmuffs Tech... Off. Wayne Tech was responsible for that. That and, and Wayne Tech's responsible for a lot of bad stuff. And uh, I think that might be one of those things. It's those Easter eggs that Ooh, I don't think this movie they don't touch on the company or anything at all. No, they don't. Um, but yeah, and it was green. It was juice. It was juicing, getting jacked. Ooh, I'm gonna rage. And uh, yeah, could have been. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, B. Creative says, I was hoping it would be Joaquin Phoenix in the cell next to Riddler. That would have been a worthy game. <laughs> and, and, and 70 years apart. Um, yeah, he's just this like, like withered old skeleton where he's just like, I was on the Tonight Show. And, um, <laughs> yeah. and got him. Uh, but anyway, the Batman in theaters. Uh, I- any parting words on the Batman? It's fun. It's long. Yeah, just in, in summation. It doesn't seem as long as it is. No. Because I was like, oh, man, it, it, it might end up being really long, and it was fine. And um, uh, it, it was good. Batman actually does detective work. There's parts of it that anybody with the Kravitz last name is just a, a, a beautiful sex god, and I will I will go see anything they do. Dude, Lenny, don't don't, don't tell me that Lenny's not like super hot. Zoe's super hot. They just they just walk through life exuding just perfection. And um, I see. I, I felt like Catwoman really didn't even need to be in the. movie. She didn't need to be in the movie, but I was happy for. 
for it because Zoe Kravitz is awesome. Did you watch her? Um, well, that was another. You didn't have to see an origin for her either. She was no, already Catwoman. She was just there. So. She was Catwoman doing Catwoman things. Uh, Sam says better than the Nolan stuff. Absolutely. Oh yeah. So Batman Begins is the only Christopher Nolan movie uh, worth watching at all. And and people always put this Heath Ledger Joker way too far up there because I think that was like their first adult encounter with the character of the Joker uh, outside of a cartoon, perhaps, because they didn't uh, become attached to the 89 Batman with Jack Nicholson Joker, nor were they someone who rushed home to uh, to watch 60s Batman yeah. uh, with uh, um, Cesar Romero uh, or something like that. So I, I think a lot of people have a, um, uh un- unjust elevation of Heath Ledger Joker because he's not really the Joker. He's well. I think it. I think it's because it pulled a Fight Club. You know that particular Joker. Like he slammed a pencil into some dude's face in front of Spawn. Well, it was also you know Heath Ledger's. It wasn't technically his last role, but it was his last role that all you guys ever watched. Yeah. And who watched the Mister Parnassus? Me. I love that. I, I have that on DVD. It's one of my favorite movies. And where all of his friends came together to play him. To oh, film dude, the uh, Colin, Colin Farrell was one of them. In fact, um, but uh, but yeah, you know um, that, that 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 Joker is like why so serious. <laughs> why so Halloween costumes you know and everybody's gonna be dressed as that and uh, yeah Tyler you saw Parnassus Parnassus is a good movie yeah, um, um, anyway this movie um, I, one of my favorite representations of Gotham in live action I think ever um, I thought that you know aside from Tim Burton's like maybe maybe Batman Returns um, right up there with one of the greatest you know, borrowing parts of Detroit, Washington D.C., New York City. You know, uh, like borrowing all the danky parts. Yeah, of, it was yeah. A, like New York with the lights turned off, but like the neon still on. Yeah, and and yeah. The, and the dirty urban alleyways of Chicago, but the like vacant derelictness of Detroit. Like it, it was Gotham City felt it like was Gotham in shadow, and it was yeah. it felt like Gotham. Yeah. And, you know, and then didn't they do like a little reference to like Bloodhaven? Catwoman or, says yeah. something about Bloodhaven. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's there's your Nightwing reference for nerds um, if you're into nerd stuff. Uh, <laughs> if you're into nerd stuff by going and watching by the Batman. By going and watching the Batman. Uh, but see, you know, the Christopher Nolan Batman made Batman cool for Brogue Bros. And you're just like, yeah, dude, I love Batman. Christopher Nolan Batman's like the best Batman, dude. Uh, you're not your khaki pants. <laughs> See, and that's another thing Batman Begins did, right? There was no hint of Joker in Batman Begins. It was mm-hmm. like, here's Ra's al Ghul. Psych, not Ra's al Ghul. Here's Ra's al Ghul. Also, the Scarecrow is going on at the same time. And yeah. I was like, yeah, well, no Joker in sight. Cool. Not a single one. Um, but anyway, it's in theaters. You can check it out. Uh, we only got about 15, 16 minutes left in the show, so I, I, I need to shift gears and talk about the other movie I wanted to talk about because uh, it's it's a big topic that I wanted to, to, to approach. But um, Adam over there, I like that there was Les Bruce. Uh, you guys and your Les Bruce. Jeez, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hold that candle for for not necessarily 50-50 Bruce and Batman, but we need more than 90-10. You know what I mean? Um, oh, Vince, coming up here with the economics question because you know I the oh you know you're gonna tap into that. Uh, AMC Vince says on Twitch, AMC implemented the surge pricing for the Batman. The surcharge ranging from one to a dollar fifty will remain in place for eight days. I think this is a brilliant idea. It's, I didn't notice it on my A list. It has, it had well because you you have A list, so it doesn't matter. Um, but the thing is, a surge pricing has been a thing in European countries for years uh surge pricing it's not necessarily surge pricing i think amc's biggest idea here was again going back to what i said at the beginning of the show about this is a three hour long movie we are losing a lot of screen time we're losing a lot of potential tickets we are losing a lot of potential viewers because this movie is the length of two movies and so we're going to charge you an extra buck to if you're coming here on a friday or saturday night because normally our revenue streams would be higher if these movies weren't three freaking hours long um, I'm okay with it. I think it's fine. If if we're gonna be taking up their time, their theater, their sound system, their you know all that stuff, it's honestly theater movie tickets have not really like you know. There's a handful of things in this world where consumers will just 
fight inflation tooth and nail. Price of beer, price of um, like chicken, price of like it's just dumb shit too. And movies is one of them. And they're like, no, nah, dude, a movie's got to be like between eight and ten dollars forever. And like, you know, I mean, I remember when I was a teenager and a movie was like ten bucks. And movies is still ten bucks. Yeah, and, let's keep it that way. Don't ruin this. Well, I mean, but here's the thing. When I was a teenager and a movie was ten bucks, I was sitting in a cardboard metal like rusty thing with no Having cup to, holders. Like, lean because the seat's making your butt hurt all yeah. the time. And, and I'm just like, ugh, the hate this and the floors. Yeah, and 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 then I had to sneak in everything because the only options were like twenty dollar snicker bars and twenty dollar popcorn and now it's like oh you know what i'm gonna have a bloody mary a cheeseburger fried ravioli kung pao shrimp and this is literally what i order at malco <laughs> i've had all of these things i'm not exaggerating uh, amc just introduced and I'm gonna that recline. They beyond nuggets too you can get like uh vegan chicky nugs at amc They're, yeah you can get it all so yeah, I'll I'll pay a dollar surge price. Get out of here! Like, come on, man. Um, Bottle Rocket says, "Do I think it will continue for tentpole releases, regardless of runtime?" Um, yes, because just like gas prices, we get used to paying four dollars a gallon, and they're going to go down to three, and they go, "Well, look, it's cheaper than four. It was and- right in front of me, Tyler. How would I not do it? Batman Beyond Nuggets. Why are they not doing that marketing? Okay, this yeah." You cracked the code. Let's you found together, the clues. AMC, give us money. Me and Tyler. Oh, man. Well, anyway. Uh, okay, so I got to blow through this um, Studio 666 review really fast. And I, I apologize to everybody that was waiting for this review. Um, so Studio 666, it's the new film. Um, you know, it, there, there actually is another movie from 2005 called Studio 666. Uh, thanks for the reset, Bloge. And uh, this one, of course, is um, written and produced by Dave Grohl based mm-hmm. upon a short story that he wrote. Um, based on a uh, studio space that he had rented in like a house or something like that. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it stars all of the Foo Fighters. The You know, they're all pushing 50 and 60s now. Uh, I think, what is it, Pat... Pat Smear is like 64 and shows every day of it. Um, you know, this this movie is it, it, it's, it's a pretty straightforward cut and paste rock horror movie. And Tyler says he was the only one in the theaters. I was I was sitting by myself. I went to go see this movie last night and there was maybe three other people in the theater with me. Um, but the interesting thing about this movie is is it harkens back to a time. There is a mini mini genre called rock and roll horror like in in the uh you know it's all 80s because hair metal was a thing you know that everybody was like oh yeah rock and roll you play your records backwards you're gonna summon the devil and like kiss and you know molly crew twisted sister and like all these you know these these bands coming out that are like you know rolling with the devil you know it's all about like you know rock and roll and devil shit um, we haven't seen a movie like that in, I don't know, 30, 40 years, it seems like, except for Deathgasm. Pick of Destiny. And, well, I was going to mention that, which Dave Grohl played the devil mm-hmm. in, by the way. Um, but, you know, there there are a handful of movies uh, like Deathgasm, which I think was an Australian film. Maybe it could have been New Zealand uh, film, you know, going back to this, like, heavy metal origin. You got there, what? There's a, there's a, is it a movie or a series where this guy gets, like, this, uh, cursed black metal album from that shed thing there's like a hundred of those it's a movie there's like like black roses uh you remember the one with gene simmons trick-or-treat i own it on dvd it's one of my favorite movies has an aussie cameo and 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 it's trick or treat not trick or treat he plays the record backwards Mm -hmm. uh and then he records it on the cassette and puts it in like that guy puts the cassette in doesn't know and it like melts his ears and everything yeah dude yeah dude it's such a sick movie Um, and that guy comes alive and he like electrocutes people with the like the 80s lightning hands yeah and the burn face because um, he killed himself in the fire that movie sam rules. uh black roses another black rope black roses now that movie came from 88 and that one is 
pretty awesome. Um, Rock and Roll Nightmare, Rocktober Blood. You go back as far as the 1970s, you get movies like Phantom of the Paradise, you know, which is a little more, not necessarily heavy metal, but still in the sense of, you know, the devil and music. Um, and even even as early, like, like as late as Green Room. Green Room would technically, I would say, is a rock horror movie um, where it's about, you know, a punk band that mm-hmm. goes and everything goes sour. It doesn't really have anything to do with the devil, but it is a rock horror movie um and studio 666 like takes a lot of like borrowing from those um different genre films and makes it at their own and i mean it's 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 interesting seeing the foo fighters on screen dave Grohl is no stranger to being on screen uh he's been in a lot of stuff and he's hilarious he's a hilarious dude you know i feel like i'm watching a tenacious d skit when dave Grohl's on screen he's 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 very funny his deliveries there the rest of his band not so much they they definitely feel kind of fish out of watery like sometimes kiss that meets the phantom of the park style like you know they're only doing this because it's a big budget movie and they're not actors but well i watched the interview with dave Grohl, and he said he had a dream where he was like killing all of his friends and bandmates and he goes to him he's like you guys i have an idea for a movie uh i kill all of you guys and he said instantly all of them were like let's do it well and and that's that's the movie you know it's it's you know like many of these movies in the 80s uh that follow the genre it's kind of a zero-sum game like the bad guys generally win and no spoilers because if you've ever seen any movie like this you know you summon the devil you're gonna get the horns dude and uh you know dave the, the trailer for this shows him Killing everyone. Killing everyone, yeah. You're no no spoilers. Um, I think the fun of this movie is just in watching it happen. Right, and that is also my complaint of this movie. This movie, you know, not an incredibly long runtime, but it does feel like it's dragging. You know, you know you're going to come in. The trailer leads you to believe there's going to be gore, guts, hilarious kills, splatter fests, a lot of just over-the-top horror comedy, and it takes a really long time to get there. And if you're not familiar with the Foo Fighters, there's going to be a lot of humor that's lost on you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of humor that that it's um, very Foo-specific, some 90s-specific humor, some, um, you know, there was, uh, there was one scene where Dave Grohl is sitting in a room and he's trying to come up with a good riff. You know, they're trying to come up with the next big album, and he starts playing the beginning chords to... Hello, is it me you're looking for? Which, I mean, come on, everybody knows uh, Mr. Richie's epic. And then he's having, of course, like a dream, and Lionel Richie comes in and grabs his hand, and he goes, Hey! That's my song! And he's like getting all into his face. Is it actual Lionel Richie? It's actually Lionel (laughs) Richie. And... I was just cracking up, and the four bro bras in the theater behind me had no idea what was going on, you know. And so there is a little bit of, you know, uh, you might need to know who the Foo Fighters are to. You might need to know who Lionel Richie is. Or Lionel Richie. Because if you know who the Foo Fighters are, then it means that you were, you know, aware enough in the 90s to understand some semblance of music. Um, but, uh, yeah, as Tyler says, definitely going to get more of it. I like it. I like the band. And as Tyler also said, kind of the same gag over and over. And, you know, I kind of got that. I like that. I, I wanted to get to the hook a little bit more. Like there was a lot of just stretching it out. There was a lot of like, we don't have any more, um, just jokes. So we're going to try and think of the same joke with a different package, but they should have just got to the gore. They should have just, you know, killed more roadies, um, you know. Or th- there was a uh, John Carpenter was in this movie. He actually composed the theme with the guys, and the main theme of the movie is John, you know, John and John Carpenter's like the dude in the studio mixing the album for him. <laughs> really? And then he's like, "We got to get the hell out of here," and he gets, you know. Uh, oh man, they should actually have John Carpenter do that. That might end up being really good. Yeah, and they they actually have, you know, um, like uh, Carrie King, which I think. It was like, actually a roadie for them like you know he's <laughs> he's got they've, they've got these guys in this movie and dude seeing john carpenter a lot of people think he's dead he's not um but as tyler said i i had a fun time it's a fun movie i think if i had been with some friends and not just by myself sober um it probably would have been a really good time 
because most of these like horror comedies that I watch, you watch them, you pop them in a VHS or a DVD or whatever with some friends, and you're just like, ah, you know, these movies are meant to be watched together. And um, I, I, you know, I think if I were to revisit this film with a with a with a cold a cold boy in my hand, my homies to my side, I probably would have had a, a really good time, you know, watching people get their heads sawed off. And there was a really really funny chainsaw scene, which I'm not gonna spoil, but it was pretty good. Um, so yeah, I mean, Studio 666, it's not inventing anything new, um, but it is resurrecting a weird lost subgenre of horror, and I was pretty into it. So um, it's fun. If you've, if you've got it in a theater near you, check it out. Go support little movies like this. It's not making a whole, I think it's in 2,000 theaters nationwide, so you can still check it out. Maybe not. The, well, I think it'll still be in here this next weekend if Batman didn't um, squeeze it out. So there you go. Well, it's uh, been in theaters for two or more weeks already, though. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. two. Yeah. Uh, Tyler said the chainsaw scene had him crying. Yeah, it was. It was pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, all right. Well, let's hit this ro- uh, box office roundup and let's get out of here. We're out of time. Um, so let's let's do the thing. We always do the box office roundups. Last thing of the show. We do domestic numbers only. This is not worldwide gross because domestic numbers are what everything is based off of in terms of green lights and sequels. So here we go. Number 10, uh, we have Scream from Paramount Pictures. Eight weeks out, it has brought in an additional 575000 at the box office, uh, so far bringing it up to $80 million. Supposed to be the end of the franchise, but since it made so much money, it is getting another one. There you go. Um, number nine, I'm going to let you do this one because it's 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 it's, a, it's one of Jake's foreign films. Gongu by Kathiawati? Yeah, there you go. Uh, Paramount distributed this one. Uh, did you see it? No, I saw the uh, standee for it. Though. I think it was playing at our AMC. Uh, I didn't see it on the list for yesterday, but it might have already had the showings passed when I was getting tickets. I, yeah, it's a soccer film of some sort. I I don't know. I hadn't seen the trailer for it. But it brought in five hundred ninety-two thousand at the box office. Uh, number eight, Cyrano uh, from United Artists releasing, which I reviewed last week. Uh, second week in release brought in six hundred seventy-eight thousand, only in seven hundred ninety theaters. But it is playing here in Northwest Arkansas. Brought it up to two point five million. Uh, number seven, Jackass Forever bringing in one point four million dollars, which we also reviewed on. A couple shows ago, uh, five weeks out, it has brought in fifty-four point five million dollars at the box office. Number six, Sing Two, bringing in one point six million dollars in its eleventh week. How is this still playing in two thousand theaters? Holy crap! Eleven weeks at the box office, one hundred and fifty-three million total domestic gross. Number five, Death on the Nile, which has been confirmed to get a sequel, which uh, that is news this week. I meant I meant to talk about it last week, but I'm really excited about it because I did like Death on the Nile. You mm. can check out the review on previous episode, uh, what is it, like three episodes ago. Um, but $2.7 million at the box office, four weeks out, it has brought in $37 million domestically. Number four, Spider-Man No Way Home brought in another $4.5 million in its 12th week in release, bringing it up to $786 million. It's getting so close. I don't think it's going to get the billion domestic club, but, uh, you know... I, it's 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 up there. Number three, Dog from United Artists, bring in another six point one million in its third weekend release. So far, forty million dollars at the box office. Not a bad take. Channing Tatum can sell those tickets, uh, and everybody likes dogs. Uh, number two, Uncharted, which uh, we reviewed uh, two weeks ago as well. Uh, $11 million at the box office. Three weeks out, has brought in $100 million at the box office. I think it's also getting some greenlit stuff, so you can expect more Uncharted-verse uh, there, which they totally springboarded. And, of course, the number one movie in America, Opening up at $134 million domestically uh, is The Batman. Not, I mean, 260 is what the Spider-Man movie opened at, so it's about $100 million behind that, but still a really, really, really good opening for Warner Brothers. Yeah, but like I said, the, the, that Spider-Man is established, <clears throat> and they're bringing back nostalgia with the uh, cast and everything. This one, it was all redo. Oh, so redo. There's skepticism. We'll see how it goes now that people are seeing that we'll see most what, reviews are yeah. positive. Yeah. Batman, week one. 
we'll see what week two has to offer because um, not much coming out in theaters next week. So uh, I'm going to try and see what's coming out um, and check out something for you guys next week. So we'll we'll have something to, to report back. But uh, Vince says, Fathom Events announced dates for the Studio Ghibli Fest this year. Mm-hmm. So check that out if you want. You can check that out over over FathomEvents.com. I think it starts with Prin- Princess Mononoke April 4th, 5th, and 6th, if I remember. It's in April, and it's, it's Mononoke, I'd have to see. Which is uh, a great movie theater. to see in a theater. Oh man, so good if you've never seen it. Uh, but Ghibli Fest is always a great, a great. I mean, they do it almost every year. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, and, and they do it in different order, uh, and uh, sometimes they change up which ones they're showing. I mean, you're always going to probably have Totoro and Spirited Away, Mononoke and Spirited Away. But give uh, me some of that Castle in the Sky, though. Give me some of that Nausicaa, the Valley of the Wind, though. They had that one last year. They had oh, Nausicaa in the Valley so of the Wind good. last year. Yeah, so good. But uh, put that. Put that Pompoco in the theater. You're a Pompoco guy? Dude, it's all about Tanuki. It, it, well, you do like And Yokai. It's Tanuki like and Yokai. Tanuki. Those Tanukis. That's my favorite sake, by the way. It's raccoons with magic ball sacks. Uh, Google it. Don't shake your head. You brought up Tanukis. <laughs> I mean, that is the story of Pompoco is that the Tanuki are trying to protect the forest and get the people to be on their side by shape-shift them with their nut sacks but it's what they do when you talk about it it sounds weird it is weird japan's weird japan is weird well all right guys well thanks for tuning in of course i'm always bo the boom operator i'm slick doggy the grip don't forget to subscribe wherever you find your podcast if you want the audio version of this you can always find us next week live on facebook twitch and youtube you can tune into the live stream which is what we were talking about so if you're listening to the audio version of this you can always go what are they talking about and you can be what we're talking about so thanks for everybody that's joining us um oh yeah the little the the kodama right there Mm -hmm. boom all right guys thanks for tuning in see you guys next week